Five Big 12 teams are ranked this week in the uh, college football playoff week 11 rankings. Top 25, of course, coming out on Tuesday night. And uh, I think they mostly got it right when it comes to the Big 12 teams. If you have not seen the rankings, if you're just getting caught up, Texas comes in at number seven this week. You've got Oklahoma State cracking the top 15 at number 15, Kansas at 16, Oklahoma at 17, and then K-State stays in the top 25 at number 25. I was watching that closely. I thought to myself, geez, I mean, Kansas State comes back against Texas. They play them right down to the wire. You can't bump them out of the top 25 for that. They go for the win on the road. That would have been crazy by the committee. But uh, the committee got that right. So that was uh, good out of the gates. By the way, I'm so excited. I have not even asked you yet to hit the thumbs up on YouTube. So make sure you do that on the podcast. Leave us five stars. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College Sports is how you find us covering the Big 12 at the website. And of course, uh, want to be interacting with you there as well. Our message boards are free, so be sure to pop on there as we talk and react to everything happening in the world of Big 12 football and basketball, which is getting underway this week. So I'm looking at these college football playoff rankings, and I'm saying, you know what? You've got Oklahoma State, you've got Kansas, and you've got Oklahoma stacked 15, 16, 17. That's what the Big 12 is this year. They only have one team that can make a playoff at this point. And it's the first time in a couple of years, really a few years, that we've looked at the Big 12 and said, you know, by mid-November, there's really only one team that can realistically make a playoff. And that is, in this case, Texas. Oklahoma State, Kansas, Oklahoma all have two losses. You're not going to get a two-loss Big 12 team in the four-team format. It's just not going to happen. You would need insane chaos, and I'm here to tell you that chaos is not happening this year. It's not. When you look at the top of the um, rankings, you see Ohio State at one, fine. Georgia, two, okay. Michigan at three is ridiculous. Michigan hasn't played anybody. Now, of course, the next three weeks, they've got Penn State and then Maryland and then, of course, Ohio State. So they're going to finally start playing somebody. But the fact that Michigan is ahead of Florida State and Washington is comical to me. Washington should be third in this poll. Frankly, if not second or first when I'm looking at it. But uh, that's going to be one of those things that I'm sitting here saying, why are we loving Michigan? What has Michigan done? So there's not a lot of juice at the top of these rankings right now because this will all figure itself out. But from a Big 12 perspective, there are a couple of takeaways here. First off, we know Texas is the only team that can make a playoff. And let's be honest, most Big 12 fans would rather not see the league make the playoff than have it be Texas. Like, that's not me knocking Texas. That's just a reality when you talk about the pulse of the Big 12. The Big 12 fan as a whole is not going to be pulling for Texas these next three weeks against TCU, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. They're just not. Uh, we've had this conversation on the Heartland College Sports message boards, and the general consensus is, well, if it's Oklahoma State, Texas, it would be great to see the Cowboys beat the Longhorns. But then the other part of it is, well, we'd rather just not see the Longhorns there anyway. 
That's been the other consensus that's come out of the conversation. So you should go over to the message boards and join us there to talk about that. But um, it's just one of those things where Texas is not going to have a lot of fans outside of Austin over these next three weeks. Just not going to happen. So I'm curious to hear from you on that, by the way, whether it's on YouTube Live or on Facebook Live right now, let us know. Because something tells me the consensus outside of Austin is going to be, you know what, we don't even want Texas playing for a Big 12 championship. Now, you're going to need some help to make that happen. Texas wins out. Obviously, they play Oklahoma State if Oklahoma State wins out. And Mike Gundy does have a very good track record against Texas. We'll worry about that when the time comes. But that's where this thing is trending. Of course, if either of these teams trip up, that changes the equation right now in the Big 12 Conference. But you're looking at a situation where the Cowboys have three games left, by the way, against very mediocre at best competition for Oklahoma State. They've got three newbies, UCF, Houston, and BYU. And they get BYU at home. It's not in Provo. They're a different team in Provo versus on the road. So that's the collision course that we're on. But Oklahoma and Kansas are still technically in the mix. We can't overlook that. The problem for Kansas is they've lost to Texas and Oklahoma State. Meantime, Oklahoma, of course, has lost to Kansas and to Oklahoma State. So that's the issue right now when you look at those two teams trying to get in. They're going to need some help along the way. The best case for OU is that Texas trips up obviously, because they have that head-to-head. That's the best case for OU, but OU has a, has a I don't want to say a tough go of it, but it's not easy for Oklahoma. they got to play West Virginia this week, and the Mountaineers are playing some damn good football right now, some nasty football right now, and OU's not, as they've lost two in a row. So they can't overlook West Virginia going to BYU, and then TCU, you know, who knows where that team is going to be Right? Is Chandler Morris back by then? Uh, are they fired up and motivated for their last game ever against OU? You never know with that kind of stuff, right? And then Kansas has got to take on Texas Tech. Then they've got the Sunflower Showdown, of course, with K-State. And then it's Cincinnati. But speaking of Kansas, the fact that the Jayhawks are sitting here at number 16 in the college football playoff rankings, and we all just kind of like shrug Ah, maybe. Oh, that's, wow, look at that. Guys, can I remind you something here? Kansas football is in the top 25, 16th in the college football playoff rankings on November 7th. This is insane, and we are not talking enough about what Lance Leipold is doing in his third year on the job. I'm not sure if anybody else in the country could have done what Lance Leipold has done. It is unbelievable. And we're not talking enough about it. And I'm including myself in that. We're just like taking it for granted. Hey, let's talk about KU, right? I mean, here's the Kansas Jayhawks. They're, uh, you know, three wins away from going 10-2. and 10-2? and two? I mean, my goodness, This team had over-under win totals of one just a few years ago. We're talking about a team going 10-2 and and nobody's batting an eye. I just feel like that's problematic. Lance Leipold's not getting the love, and that's from all of us. So 
I don't know. Now people are asking whether or not Lance Leipold is going to stay there. I have no idea. It just depends what goes on, of course, with some of these other jobs. If I'm Lance Leipold, I wouldn't touch Michigan State with a 10-foot ball. I, I just I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go near that job. If Michigan opens up and Michigan calls because Jim Harbaugh either says, I've had enough, I'm going to the NFL, or Michigan makes the mistake of succumbing to the social media pressure or whatever it might be, uh, different story. I, I don't see Harbaugh having that kind of trouble, but who the heck knows? If Lance Leipold gets the Michigan call, you can't blame the guy for taking the call and potentially taking the job, right? I mean, he would be kind of crazy not to do that. But once again, that's a ways away from happening. I just know this. Coaching carousel is going to be picking up steam here in the next few weeks. Who knows what direction it's going to go? It gets crazier every year. And I promise you, Lance Leipold is going to be a guy that gets a lot of attention. Now, Lance Leipold, here's the difference. You know, we've gone through this for several years with Matt Campbell. The difference is Lance Leipold's not a pup. Like, Matt Campbell was late 30s, early 40s the last few years as this was all going on, right? Matt Campbell right now is 43 years old. This stuff started when he was 38, 39. Lance Leipold's 59. Now, I know 59's the new 49, but still, 59's 59. He's got a kid that's playing high school ball um, here in the area. Does he want to uproot that right now? I would be surprised, but once again... For the right job, anything's possible. So we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out. But it is going to be a fascinating coaching carousel. And if some big jobs open up, just know that Lance Leipold's name is going to be factored in and is going to be rumored about. There's no question in my mind. And by the way, that's a compliment. That's a testament to the work that he has done. He's got this team 16th in the playoff rankings in Week 11. And we're all like, no. Yeah, Kansas 16th. Yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> it's an enormous deal. So I'm looking at these things and I'm saying, okay, Texas at 7, Oklahoma State at 15. What Mike Gundy has done has been tremendous. And, you know, you hear from some Oklahoma State fans, oh, if only we didn't lose that South Alabama game. I've been thinking a lot about this the last 48 hours. Um, and I've watched, we posted a video on our Instagram page of Alan Bowman's kneel down to end the game against OU set to the Titanic theme music, Celine Dion, which you have to go see on our Instagram page and follow us there. Just search Heartland College Sports. It's hysterical. But I've thought a lot about how Oklahoma State got to this moment. And there's no way of knowing this, but I firmly believe this team is not where it is in mid-November if it doesn't go through the early season issues that it had. Now, some of those were self-inflicted. Gundy took ownership of that, by the way. He said we were not doing a good job coaching. Whether or not that means he should have just started Alan Bowman out of the gates, I don't know. But that being said, he's right. However, I do wonder how much of this team being where it is today, the camaraderie, you can tell these guys after that game, love each other, love this team. They're in a great space headwise. If they would have gotten here, had they not had those early season trials and tribulations, there's no way of knowing, 
But it's one of those things, you've been around a team, you know how that goes sometimes. Sometimes you got to have those bumps in the road to then succeed the way you want to succeed. And it feels like that's exactly what has gone on with Oklahoma State this year and how they've gotten to this point of winning these five straight games. And uh, it has been one of the most magnificent coaching jobs. And Mike Gundy seems, just watching from afar, he seems like a guy who is, I don't want to say re-energized by it all, but he's enjoying the challenge. You know, Mike Gundy's more of an old school guy. He wants to recruit a guy, know he's got him in the program for four to five years, and develop him, right? That's always been his MO. He did a great job with that over 20 years. Well, the sport's changing. We all know that. It's led some guys to hang him up and retire. It's led other guys to figure out how to adapt because if you don't adapt, you're going to die, figuratively speaking. And Mike Gundy was kind of resistant to it. But he understood if he wants to keep doing this, he's got to change for better or for worse. I mean, you just you have to play the game the way the game is being played. And while he was resistant to it at first, it seems like he's really enjoying this new challenge. This challenge of the current landscape in college football where you don't know who's staying, you don't know really who's going, you try to piece together the best team every year, and you hope that guys you recruit are going to be there for four to five years, but you just don't know. And when Ollie Gordon is putting things up on his Instagram, like uh, I think it was Cowboy Forever or Poke Forever, all this talk about Ollie Gordon, you know, bailing Oklahoma State and going to some SEC Big Ten program for a million dollars. I mean, you never say never on anything like that, but following him on social media, I don't get the vibe that that's who Ollie Gordon is. He just doesn't strike me as that kind of dude. And I think that was important for Mike Gundy last year to realize who was a Gundy dude and who wasn't. Who was an Oklahoma State guy? Who was a cowboy and who wasn't? And he lost a lot of guys. And people questioned what's going on within the program, what's happening, all this kind of stuff. And it turned out, well, pretty damn good for him right now, sitting at 15th in the college football playoff uh, rankings for Week 11 and three wins away from being in a Big 12 championship game for the second time in three years. And we know what happened two years ago when this team got to a Big 12 championship game, and frankly, they were half a yard away from making the college football playoff when, what, Desmond Jackson got stopped at the half-yard line by Baylor. So uh, there is still a lot that is going to be unfolding here over the next couple of weeks, and we'll be following it on Heartland College Sports. I'm Pete Mundo. Thanks for being here, being a part of the show. So question there uh, just popped up on the screen from Derek on Facebook. Pete, what's the best path for Kansas State to reach the Big 12 title game? Obviously went out. Got to beat Baylor at Kansas at Iowa State. So uh, you beat Kansas next week. You got the tiebreaker there, right? Problem for Kansas State is their losses are to Oklahoma State and Texas. So I don't want to say it's impossible, but their losses are to the two teams who are ahead of them right now. So Texas and Oklahoma State have those tiebreakers over Kansas State. So you really need, it's going to be tough. You really need Texas to drop two or three, TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech. And then you need Oklahoma State to drop two of three against UCF, Houston, and Baylor. And then, uh, you know, you win out, and then you got a conversation there because you have 
well, I guess you wouldn't have the tiebreaker over Oklahoma, but if OU wins out, then OU is also at two losses, and it would be OU and Kansas State playing for a Big 12 title in that scenario. If OU and Kansas State win out, and then Texas and Oklahoma State lose two of three each to close out the season, that's how you end up with an OU K-State Big 12 title. Um, but that is, I mean, you know, that is one in a thousand. Oklahoma State and Texas are not both going to lose two or three. So I hate to say it, but Kansas State is a major, major long shot. And it's why you got to be kicking yourself if you're a K-State fan right now. Because last week, like I said, all week long, I would have kicked the field goal, go to a second overtime. You've got Malik Murphy totally confused and you try to elongate that game in Texas because you had all the momentum. The fan base was jittery there in Austin. And, you know, we'd have a much different Big 12 picture right now if K-State wins that game, right? If K-State wins that game on Saturday, K-State and Oklahoma State are each 5-1 and one and trending towards playing each other in a Big 12 title game. But, of course, that's not how it went on Saturday. So we'll be watching closely. And, hey, don't overlook West Virginia and all this. Like, once again, a totally outside chance of making a Big 12 championship game. But if we're talking about, you know, two lost teams getting in there, West Virginia's lost to Oklahoma State. Um, they are not playing Texas this year. So they also would have to win out OU, Cincinnati, Baylor. Then West Virginia would be sitting at 7-2 uh, and two in Big 12 play, and they would need an enormous amount of help. Oklahoma State would have to lose two or three. You'd have to get Texas to lose two or three. So you would need some crazy things to happen there for West Virginia to be in the mix. But heck, if we're going to have the conversation, why not have it, right? It's fun. There is a very slight chance, though, that West Virginia could get in if they went out. But I'm talking really slight. But heck, you got a lot of Big 12 teams that are looking at great bowl games this year. I mean, heck, half the league is sitting at 4-2 and two or better in conference play. That's pretty darn good with three weeks to go. It's been a fun season. We're unlikely to have a team in the college football playoff unless Texas wins out. And that depends on how you want to look at Texas when it comes to them being a uh, Big 12 team. I know a lot of Big 12 fans are going to say, screw it. But, you know, that's it right now. But it still is going to be a heck of a three-week ride in this conference. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait for it. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. Always good to have you guys on board joining us as a part of the show. Make sure before you leave, you subscribe to us on YouTube. You hit the thumbs up on the video. And on top of that, on the podcast, you know what to do, right? Five-star rating and review. I've been throwing up some of these um, nice reviews you guys are leaving on uh, our Instagram stories. So check those out there. And if you want the koozie, send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at Heartland College Sports. Com. You guys have a great rest of the day. We've got plenty more to dive into throughout the week. I'm going to have my picks for you uh, likely on Thursday night on the podcast, on YouTube as well, on Facebook Live. We're 15-8-1 on the year against the spread with our picks. So subscribe to the show. That way you get our picks because we are on fire this year with those picks. All right. So uh, have a great day. We're going to talk to you guys soon. It's going to be an awesome final three weeks in the Big 12 and join our free message boards as well. See you later.